Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Yo, 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 what's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Happy to have you with us here on a Wednesday jam-packed show for you, but we got to let you know, Coulter's having a baby. Coulter's wife, I guess, is having a baby, so I'll be here with you, Andrew Houghton, coming to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Company studios right here in the city of Missoula, locally owned and operated, and proud to say so. Here's what's going to happen. Coulter will be out for a couple weeks. You'll still hear plenty of him on the show, as well as today. We're going to get to what you're going to hear today in just a second. Uh, But myself and also Jeff Safford, who's behind the glass today, uh, will be hosting the show for the next couple weeks as Coulter uh, deals with the joys and uh, also the the pain of becoming a new father, Uh, the sleepless nights and the... uh, the agony and the ecstasy, I suppose. Uh, happy to have you here with us on a Wednesday. Again, I'm Andrew Houghton. Joining us for the first hour, Krista Redpath. As always, we're into our fourth season of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, uh, former Lady Grizz player. She'll be here for the first hour. A bunch of these segments are pre-recorded, so Coulter and Krista recorded earlier this week. Talk. Andrew, in anticipation. Yeah, we were prepared for this eventuality. That's the good thing. It's not an unexpected happening of, of, of being pregnant and having a baby. So we're, we're prepared for this. Uh, we'll let you know more about the plan here on Nuanez now uh, as we get later into the week. Uh, but Chris will be with us for the entire first hour talking Bobcat Grizz hoops, talking Eastern Washington off to a nine-game winning streak. The Eagles look uh, 
firmly planted at the top of the Big Sky Conference. We'll also hear from Weber State head coach Gentile Jackson. Coach Jackson in her first year with the Wildcats. Second hour, ESPN Roundtable. Casey Fitzsimmons, a guy who's been on before. Why is he on this week? Well, Casey, from Wolf Point, Montana, he played his college football at Carroll College, was undrafted but went on to play in the NFL for several years, and he was on the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell, and he's remained close with the Detroit Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, and, of course, the Detroit Lions playing Krista San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game this coming weekend. So Casey Fitzsimmons going to talk to us about just watching that run. Uh, we'll also, for the ESPN Roundtable, probably have myself and Jeff Safford go back and forth a little bit on that game as well as Chiefs-Ravens in the AFC Championship game. And then we'll also hear from Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey, coming down towards the tail end of the season. Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey head coach, will join us as he always does on Wednesday. Other thing that always happens on Wednesday, it's a win it, wing it Wednesday. We got a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, so keep it locked. Stay tuned in. We'll be giving you a chance to win wings from the Desperado here in that second hour with Mike Anderson. If you want to join the conversation, you always can. Call us or text us, 406-888-1029. Along with the Wing It Wednesday, I've also got a a pair of tickets to the Lady Grizz Portland State game on Thursday. That's tomorrow. So if you want a pair of those, call us right now, 406-888-1029. Uh, for your chance to win a pair of tickets. Lady Grizz bounced back on Monday, beating Weber State, their host in Portland State on Thursday. If you want to go to that game, call us right now. Krista, thank you for being here. Thank you, Andrew. This is exciting. This is exciting and new. It's great to see you. Uh, Saw you in Bozeman on on Saturday for the Cat-Grizz game, which was a fantastic game, and you did a a great job on the call in, in a difficult scenario particularly at the end of that game with KJ Lamardo getting hurt yes and thankfully she's all right and she's on the mend under concussion protocol but got feeling back in her legs and that was scary and that was a difficult part to call just definitely because it's no, no one really wants to know about stats Andrew they don't want to know about those types of things when you have a player down like that well you got to keep it locked on the broadcast right you don't have 20 minutes worth of commercials where you can duck in and duck out so I, I thought you handled that really professionally thank you Uh, We'll talk plenty of of Big Sky Conference women's hoops here. Uh, But first, big football game for you last week. Big football game for you coming up this week. First off, what did did you think about the San Francisco 49ers beating the Packers last week? Well, it was tough because the game fell right during the men's Bobcat Grizz game. So I had my son Evan with me in Bozeman, and we had the game on while we were watching Bobcat Grizz. Um, But again, I didn't watch the replay until Sunday night. And obviously, I knew the result. So I was able to really watch it with more critical eyes. I mean, a lot of people felt that Green Bay lost the game versus San Francisco winning the game. But I look at it as Brock made big plays. McCaffrey made a huge play down the stretch. And that's what we do. We have playmakers. And I I look at it that way. I mean, I do give the Packers credit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really put us on our heels. They moved the ball so easy in the first half. Getting into the red zone, I think um, three straight drives to open up the game. I mean, we were able to prevent with the two field goals. We stopped on a fourth and one, but really it was a tough game. I mean, we had the blocked field goal heading into the half. We were only up seven, six, and then it was just kind of a back and forth slugfest. Were you wavering on, on Brock Purdy at all before that final drive? Because up until that last drive, he was, he was shaky. He was shaky. I mean, there's four quarters of football, right? And I felt like he got us to a lot of places to win 
mini games this year. I mean, I look at, you know, week six through eight when we had our three losses and that was a tough stretch. But for the most part, when you look at week 10 through 17, he was on other than Christmas Day with Baltimore. He's been able to prevail for us. And so, no, I didn't question him. I mean, I look at it at this, this way, Andrew. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Josh Allen. He's continuously compared to them. They've played... 86 to 95 games. That's right. Brock Purdy has played 25. Right. So it's really hard for us to just compare. And that's what a lot of the media does. But I think Brock is owning who Brock is. Well, and he got his playoff experience cut off last year because he got hurt and then didn't sort of have the chance to finish off his his playoff run there. One one more for you. we got to get into the basketball. But this week's game... Detroit. Detroit's the story of the of the postseason so far. Well, they are. I mean, and, and you have to say Jared Goff is playing his best football. I mean, he's having just a breakout season yeah. with them being 12 and 5. I mean, they really love to run the ball. And they have arguably one of the best one-two punches for running backs in Montgomery and Gibbs. I mean, over a thousand yards rushing, 945, 13 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns. But you know, I think their game plan. Andrew, like most teams, is going to be to neutralize McCaffrey, right? I think they're going to try their best. Everybody tries. Everyone tries. Um, And they are one of the best, one of the better pass rushing teams. I mean, you look at what Aaron Glenn has done as a defensive coordinator for them, and he's up for some head jobs. He's, you know, going to disguise some coverages and bring some pressure, but... I think we're going to be all right. I do question Debo right now. Yeah. I mean, we were without Debo week six through and eight. And nobody knows if he's going to play and, this week. And it's supposed to be announced today. I watched all the press conferences today, and um, Shanahan said, you know, it's not broken, which I didn't understand what that meant. But um, right now, we just don't know. Yeah. And we had we struggled without him. So when I look at it that way, I mean, we definitely need him in the mix. Well, there you go. Going to be plenty more football talk coming up this week on Nuanez now, including in the second hour of today's show. Casey Fitzsimmons joining us for the ESPN Roundtable. Also got Brooks Nuanez, all football, all the time coming your way tomorrow, breaking down uh, both of those games from a gambling angle. And then Rajim Seabrook will be in studio with us on Friday. And if I know Rajim, there's going to be plenty of NFL talk in that segment as well. we got to get to, to the Big Sky Women's Basketball. And Krista, this week, uh, segment uh, presented by... Linda Weiler-Jacobson, LWJ Productions. Really interesting um, business that she has. She definitely has an interesting business. High school athletes and their parents often face confusion, Andrew, when venturing into college sports aspirations. And Linda Weiler-Jacobson noticed the information available to parents, athletes, was general and very generic and not straightforward. And that caused more stress and questions. So in March of 2021, LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting was born. And Linda's mission is clear, to deliver tailored guidance, honest evaluations, and a stress-free approach, enduring each, ensuring each athlete discovers their perfect collegiate fit. What I loved about it is, Andrew, in her first year, all eight of her 2023 athletes secured college placements, showcasing the effectiveness of Linda's personalized approach. She's got an upbeat, honest, and genuine approach and instills confidence in both the athletes and the parents. And I think it's a service, Andrew, that has really been missing uh, for the state of Montana and regionally, and Linda's just capitalizing on it. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating because, like you said, not an area that gets recruited heavily. You don't have, you know, 
lot of parents haven't gone through this themselves. They don't know what to do when their when their child's getting recruited. Uh, Selinda Weiler Jacobson, of course, former Lady Grizz, yes, providing that service. And the best way to get in touch with her is visit www.lwjvideo.com. There you go. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, brought to you by LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting. Let's roll that bit. We're on the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, and we're trying our new way of doing this. Uh, this is actually preemptive. The baby watches on. Uh, as you're listening to this, maybe we had the baby, maybe we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's coming, so in, in an effort to stay ahead of it and also practice our new format. Doing this a little early, but if you're uh, listening or watching, you see Crystal Redpath in the studio. You hear me, Coulter Nuanas here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. So uh, thank you so much for being flexible, Krista. How you doing? I'm doing great. So it's so fun because, first of all, last week, one of the things we talked about besides the big sky was how many great high school basketball players there are uh, in the state of Montana, especially uh, on the female side, but on both sides for sure. And uh, our sponsor this week on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, she's doing great things. And I actually got to know, uh, well, first of all, I remember Linda Weiler when she was a Lady Grizz player, now Linda Weiler Jacobson, but she was coaching at Big Sky when I was at Big Sky years and years ago. And one of our great mutual friends, Stephanie Tasha, played for her. Uh, But Linda's been involved in basketball in some form fashion for a really long time but now she's got something that's so cool going on and this is i think goes hand in hand there's a lot of talent in montana but they're also getting seen at a high level and uh, part of it's because of lwj productions the the uh, new venture that linda's been doing for the last couple of years well and it's really great um to see this service dedicated to offering high school athletes aspiring to play in college some sort of resource culture and consulting hub to figure out how to move to that next level. And I think that's also um, just a huge you know, value proposition of LWJ consulting and recruiting services is just trying to maneuver through this challenging process. Absolutely. And I, I also love this on a personal note when people have a dream and then they make it happen. Like I remember you and I talked to Linda about her wanting to do this and now she's made it happen. And I just think uh, that's so cool. And LWJ Productions, their mission is to provide the tools for athletes to be seen, build quality relationships with college coaches and acquire valuable life lessons in time management, relationship building and accountability. They aim to make the recruiting process straightforward and stress-free. Connect with LWJ today to explore how uh, they can support your student athlete in the recruiting process. Info at lwjvideo.com. Appreciate them for uh, presenting Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week. Coming up on the the show a little bit later on, we'll hear from uh, a first-time guest here on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Gentil Jackson, first-year head coach at Weber State, will join us. But first, we got a whole bunch from the week that was to recap, of course, highlighted by the awesome game in Bozeman on Saturday. Montana State uh, rallies after a great first quarter by the Lady Grizz. Then the Bobcats sort of dictated the entire tone of the game. Uh, They pull away for a 64-55 victory. You were on the call, Krista, there for uh, MTN around the state of Montana. What did you think of just the action? What did you think of the way the Bobcats were able to pull away? Well, I I think it was interesting because the Lady Grizz did come out and command their offensive presence early. I mean, they were up 16-3, multiple weapons. Uh, You know, they did exactly what they wanted to do in the first quarter. However, you watch Coach Binford call that timeout, and she just let her team know that, hey, we need to make it more difficult and add some defensive pressure. And then you just saw the shift in the game, and Montana State just really made it difficult for Montana. And then they also were able to score. And so we went into halftime, you know, 29-24, Montana still had that lead. Coming out of the third quarter, Montana State was able to string together some really efficient offense in addition to lockdown defense. And from there, it was pretty much Montana State all the way out. 
Coach Ben talked about in her post-game press conference. She said, hey, I burned one timeout. They didn't get the message, so I burned another one. And I told them in the second one, she said, we don't have any more timeouts that I can use for a long time, guys. So now you have to play through it. But I definitely thought that they did. And I thought there were so many factors that helped Montana State uh, sort of rally back. First of all, it's as simple as this. They just started closing out more more fervently on, on the Lady Grizz shooters. That's as, as simple as it gets. But then I also thought, rising to the occasion, they had multiple young players who'd never played in this game, like Natalie Pickton and Ella Johnson stepping up and hitting big shots. But more than anything, to me, the story of this game on the Bobcat side of things was just how the heart of a champion still exists for Montana State. It's something we've been talking about and wondering about with this group. Several of them have been role players, key players on championship teams, but they haven't had sort of that leading role. Well, now they're taking the leading role. It's amazing how winning can just be a part of a mentality, a part of your culture. And you see that with the gals like Madison Jackson Hall and KJ Lamardo and some of these older veteran players, Taylor Jansen on Montana State. So I thought just their ability to to still believe it and sort of have just that champion mindset. Uh, you could tell it still exists there at Montana State. Well, I think it's identity. So, Coulter, I think you nailed it. Um, Montana State definitely has an identity and knew who the ball should go to um, when it counts. And you want it to go to your veteran leaders. And Madison Hall played like she's been in many rivalry games and she's on her home floor and she hasn't lost to the Grizz. And you can really see that. And that was apparent. They also caused 20 turnovers for Montana and they were able to capitalize off that. So the Lady Grizz really turned the ball over um, due to Montana State's defense and they capitalized on it. So you see the key players that had the ball when it counted. And that's something that Montana really struggled with. Lady Grizz fourth quarter just couldn't find who they were supposed to go to here. I mean, you got Danny Barch that, as I've said before, is the best player on the floor on both teams. And she doesn't really see the ball in the fourth quarter. And that's a problem when she's your go-to person and she's actually having a game um, and she just didn't see the ball. Um, So there's definitely like Montana's going to have to develop that. They have multiple weapons, but who are their key players that they have to get the ball in in their hands um, during those strategic minutes where they're trying to pull away? The Lady Grizz, the way they play, the style that they play is so fun when they're rolling. And you saw it in their bounce back win against Weber State on Monday night. They scored 87 points. They hit 16 threes. If they're playing against teams that are going to let them dribble in the paint, kick out to shooters, they're going to they're gonna win most of the time, if not all of the time. I mean, if they're hitting double-digit threes, they're, they're probably going to win. That said... I think both Montana State and Northern Colorado showed the formula of how to stop that. You slow it down. You attack them inside. You try to make it a physical game. You try to make it into a grudge match. And I think that's going to be the next turning point for the Lady Grizz going into the second two-thirds of their their conference schedule is they know one way to win, but they got to find multiple ways to win. And I think right now there's a formula how to beat them because they've lost two out of their last three in, in very similar fashion. Right. And you look at the big sky standings right now. I mean, Montana State has that great win over the Lady Grizz and then they go and lose to Idaho State. So I think stringing together four quarters of basketball is going to be who who can do that when it counts as we get closer to March um, and who's playing their best basketball at the end. So the Lady Grizz might have that successful formula. Um, They've lost less um, than half the big sky. So when you look at record wise, they've been able to connect and make that style work. Um, but I do agree with you, Coulter. There's going to be some questions on how they're going to handle the defensive adversity. And I mean, they're going to run into Eastern Washington here soon, which arguably could be one of our better defensive teams in the big sky. I mean, you look at them, they're, they, they're on a nine game winning streak right now. 
um, they're pretty much dominating. And so you're going to hit teams like that and you are going to have to adjust. And I mean, personally, when I look at that style, um, I know that Coach Holsinger really likes that one-on-one dribble penetrate, try to get Matt Koning and Gina Markson to the basket. And if they can't get to the basket, they look for their open shooters. The issue there is, you know, if you're playing really tight basketball and there's a lot of standing around, it looks very stagnant. And so for Montana, you know, a few backdoor cuts or a couple sets that just back people off a little, get them to back off and have to play you a little bit more honest. Or you got to look to get that ball to Danny Barch and let her take it one-on-one. You know, at 6'2", with her length and agility, um, she's proven that, you know, she's the best rebounder in the big sky. She's proven that she can score. She can shoot the three, put the ball on the floor, get it into her hands when it counts. No doubt about it. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. The other thing I was thinking about is where the rivalry games fall on the schedule are, are always variable. Sometimes they're right smack dab in the middle. Sometimes they're a little bit towards the end. This is a little bit of an early one, maybe only a week or two normal before the normal uh, matchup, but we're not even a third. I guess we're now officially a third of the way through the, the conference schedule. We make so much of the rivalry. It's a huge deal. It's so exciting for Montana. But how you progress from here is the the keys for, for both of these teams, I think. I think for the Cats, you showed how good you can be in a big game. We're also home. That's a huge advantage. There's a great, great home home court advantage in Bozeman always, but that was a great atmosphere. So you, you proved you can do that. How do you continue to get better, though? Because I think that they, they still have a ton of room to grow because they do have so many young players. It's the same thing for the Lady Grizz, though. I mean, I think that Matt Coning is, a, is expected a lot of right now as the reigning freshman of the year, and we've seen her go on a roller coaster. I mean, she has been unbelievable at times and then also has struggled at times. That happens, though. I mean, Brian Holsinger told me that a couple weeks ago. He said, hey, sophomore seasons are really interesting, especially for girls that have really good freshman seasons because now all of a sudden you're not a surprise. Now all of a sudden you are on the scouting report, and I think there's a definitive scout for for Matt Coning as well. So I guess that's my main thing coming out of this is it's a huge win for the Cats. It's a, it's a really tough loss for Montana, but you still have – 13, 14 more conference games to play. The Lady Grizz already got the taste out of their mouths. It's just about how much better you can get between now and, and the second week of March. And one thing that I really thought was um, interesting to me is just how dialed in Coach Binford is with her team. I mean, we've seen her. She's in her 19th year, so this isn't her first rodeo, Coulter. Um, but really uh, making adjustments and getting her team to buy in. She's got this freshman point guard, Natalie Picton, 5'5". Five, five. I mean, it's hard to come in after Darian White. Um, when you, you know, Darians don't come along very often, but Natalie Picton is finding Natalie Picton and she had two key threes. She distributed the ball really well. Um, I feel like they put Mara Dykstra in good position to score. They gave the ball to Madison Hall where she was able to capitalize and, and score as well as KJ. Um, and so I think that's coach Benford's coaching. I mean, she really has her team locked in on what they're supposed to do. Now, I will say they have limited personnel. They've had some struggles this year. They've pulled two kids off a red shirt. So she has to be really efficient with her minutes because these kids get tired because she's playing them a lot of minutes and that's not her style. She likes more depth to keep fresh legs in there for defensive 
the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's interesting for Montana State, but I think looking at Coach Binford, I was so impressed with how she coached against the Lady Grizz because she really made all the right adjustments and she couldn't have scripted that game better to a T because she said, Krista, I want to make it a slugfest. And that's exactly what she did. And she took advantage of that and took it to the Lady Grizz. I mean, it, was, it was masterful coaching within the scope of the game. And also, I just love that the, that what their culture has evolved into. I mean, she talked about it extensively in the postgame. Coach Binford did. She said, we have, a, we have a servant culture. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? And the, all the players talked about that as well. You know, Madison, Madison Hall said, well, I know exactly where I get my motivation. It's for my teammates. It's the accountability that we share together. It's just really cool to see because there's so much turnover in college sports now. So to have the ability to define what you want it to be about, but then also to be given the time to let that develop. And now with the Coach Benford, to see it happen with multiple iterations of her team, multiple versions of the roster. That's so true. That's what's so cool about college sports. And Trisha Benford deserves so much credit because she's always been a good coach. Now she's a great coach. Now she she is the best coach in the league. I am not hesitant to say that at all in terms of the culture she's built there at Montana State. It's been very impressive to watch. Well, in the last 17 years, she hasn't had a losing record. So when you look at it that way, that's something to be said. Um, when you take a look at what she's built and she did have some struggles early on and, but she has built some really solid teams um, and been a staple in the big sky. Around the big sky women's hoops. Last thought on the, uh, the rivalry, because it was so emotional, I, I could have almost guaranteed you that the cats were going to go on the road and lose to Idaho state. Cause they'd have a letdown. And I could have almost guaranteed you, the lady girls are going to try to get the bad taste out of their mouth and, and drill Weaver state. And that's exactly what happened. Now I think though, it's just about moving into the, the next phase. And both teams back at home this upcoming weekend. So uh, Portland State and Sac State, respectively, come into town. So uh, now I think, okay, you, you 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 had the high of the rivalry or the low for the Lady Grizz. You had sort of the bounce back from either side of that. Now it's kind of just back to business as usual. And Sac State and Portland State are struggling. So totally. to have those, both of those programs at home, um, I think it could give uh, Montana and Montana State some confidence building or more so on the Montana side, um, let them find some rhythm that, you know, Sac State and Portland State aren't necessarily the top defensive teams either. Um, so again, every every team has to come out each each night and perform because I do think anyone could probably beat anyone in, in our league when I look at the level of play. Um, but yeah, I think it's another opportunity, Coulter. It's home floor, right? You got to protect your home court and you've got to get these wins. When I take a look at the standings, Montana's really kind of fallen now um, you know, UNC's on a five-game winning streak. Eastern Washington's on a nine-game winning streak. Northern Colorado, five-game winning streak. Montana's now dropped more into the middle of the pack. You know, NAU's won two games in a row. So it's going to be a fight to, for every single game. And it's it's going to come down to who is playing their best basketball in the next few weeks because we'll start seeing seedings evolving from these records. And it becomes really big in Boise to get that by and to figure out what side of the bracket you're going to be on. Last thought, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention K.J. Lamardo. I don't think we need to analyze what happened. That's been done ad nauseum on Twitter. I don't really think it's worth giving opinions for. The young lady got hurt. It's a really unfortunate situation. It was too bad that that's the way that that great game had to end. But it sounds like she's okay, and uh, we wish her the best. But I just got to give props to you. Great job on the call, because when there's that much 
dead air. It's really hard. I mean, you have to talk. What do you talk about? You want to give sensitivity to the situation. The poor girl's on the court. I mean, her parents are there. They're so, you know, distraught. Nobody in the arena was talking because everybody's like, what's happening? This is terrible. I never see anything like that in a basketball game. So good job by you. And also just from all of us uh, here at ESPN Radio, we hope she's, hope she's doing well. Yeah, and I think she is. I mean, I think she's on concussion protocol, but she'll be back. I really think it was the angle that she hit. You know, there was some feeling issues with her legs, which could have been a pinched nerve. It could have been a lot of things, but just really glad that she was discharged and so happy her parents were there, Coulter, um, just to make sure that that whole process was managed because that's pretty scary to have that happen during a game. But yeah, you could hear a pin drop in there and then you have Ben and I trying to fill and no one wants to hear about stats. No one wants to hear about the cats coming out and laying it down for the Lady Grizz. Nobody wants to hear that when there's a sensitive subject that's happening. And so it was definitely one of the most challenging calls I've been on. Well, good job by you guys. And we're glad uh, to hear that KJ Lamardo is going to be uh, okay. It's around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. It's pre- presented this week by LWJ Productions, recognizing the demand for personalized and straightforward guidance in the complex college recruiting process. Former Lady Grizz Linda Weiler-Jacobson established LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting in March of 2021 with a remarkable first-year track record, aiding all eight of her 2023 athletes in securing their ideal placements. Linda offers an authentic, positive, and empowering approach to this challenging journey. Her mentorship is tailored to the best interests of the student-athlete, not only guiding them through the intricate process, but also fostering their confidence along the way. For expert assistance, contact Linda at info at lwjvideo.com or www.lwjvideo.com. We'll take a look quickly about the Big Sky scoreboard from last week, then we'll take a break and uh, analyze it a little bit further. But on Thursday, both the Cats and the Grizz were off, but Eastern Washington continued their winning ways. They drilled Weaver State 56-38. Gentile Jackson, the head coach of Weaver, coming up at uh, in the next segment here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Berlin, Arizona got back on track after losing the Lady Grizz. They beat Portland State 73-65. Idaho State beats their cross-state rival, Idaho 61-56. And Northern Colorado, they continue their winning ways as well. 72-59 over Sacramento State. And then on Saturday, of course, uh, the Bobcats over the Lady Grizz, 64-55. And a Yugas the weekend sweep, 83-66 over Sac State. Eastern Washington keeps on rolling, 68 68- 46 over Idaho State. Northern Colorado, nice win over Portland State, 71-54. And uh, Weaver State, they get back on the winning side, 61-56. And then, of course, last night, Montana gets right, 87-55 over Weaver. And Idaho State beats Montana State, 62-53 in Pocatello. More on Around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Don't change that channel. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. There you go. First segment, Around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Uh, we'll be right back to hear from Weber State head coach Gentile Jackson. First off, uh, still got tickets for the Lady Grizz home game tomorrow against Portland State. If you want them, call or text us, 406-888-1029. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Oh! It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Well, Aretha Franklin bringing you back here on Nuanez now. Sorry to our co-host for the first hour, Krista Redpath, uh, but we are doing the Motown thing for the Rejoin Music today. Uh, Detroit Lions taking on Krista's San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game this weekend. We'll hear from Casey Fitzsimmons, former tight end for the Detroit Lions, uh, a little bit more about that run in the second hour. We're rolling with you around the big sky in women's hoops. This is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, as well as the ESPN MT app. Happy to have you here with us. We're about to hear from Weaver State Head Coach Gentile Jackson, who caught up with Coulter earlier in the week. But first, give me a chance to win tickets to the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Tournament in Boise in March. It's our Big Sky in Boise giveaway the Big Sky Conference, together with our great sponsor, Vertical Rays, giving you a chance to win two tickets to the entire Big Sky Conference Women's Tournament. Plus, you're going to have a hotel in Boise, all in one package to enter. Text us, 406-888-1029. We'll get everybody entered. We'll go through the numbers. We'll pick out our winner. You can also uh, tweet at us, at 102.1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, at Krista Redpath. All of that will get you entered for a chance to win two tickets to the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Tournament in Boise, that giveaway presented by our friends at Vertical Rays. Here's Weber State Head Coach Gentile Jackson with Coulter Nuanez. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Chris Redpath, co-host here on Nuanas Now. And uh, as we do throughout the conference season, we like to highlight various coaches, players, and storylines from around the Big Sky. And our coach feature this week, one of the new coaches in the Big Sky Conference, Gentile Jackson, the head coach uh, at Weber State. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be on the show. Well, I know that uh, you had a, a strange one last night where you had to play a Monday game uh, against Montana, and uh, I know Montana definitely was uh, was feeling it coming off of the rivalry loss. I, it seems like they, uh, they really wanted to get back on track. But previously to that, though, you guys strung together some victories, and uh, this is a, a Weber State team that only won two conference games last year so having a back-to-back sweep and then you know, add a third conference win certainly great progress there so uh just take us through these last uh, couple weeks what, what's been uh, a turning point for your team how have you liked the way they've been playing yeah thanks uh it's been a definitely a good couple weeks for us here at weber um you know I, I feel like our girls have really started to buy in and sell out to you know the game plan and just really specific details that we're trying to implement right now to get us better and just continue to try to give us our best shot night in and night out to uh you know run away with a win been proud of our group um with the way that they responded you know we had a tough tough preseason uh, definitely had some, you know, big opponents, some big names, fought through some adversity, and uh, I think that overall it's made us better. I'm proud of how they continue to show up and fight 
you know, through those uh, tough games. Well, I know you have a lot of Utah ties from both your time as a player and then uh, the beginning part of your coaching career. So how did the Weber State job, though, first land on your radar? What kind of led you there to, to Ogden? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just living here, being here, I definitely was aware when the job became available. Um, I am Utah, born and raised, and love it here. Um, was willing to potentially move for a job if it was the right fit, but when that opened up, just kind of felt like it, it could be the right opportunity um, to take a step in, you know, a step up and a step in the right direction, um, but also to be able to remain in Utah and close to family and friends and in an environment that I really enjoy and feel like I thrive in. Well, I know Weber has, has had their struggles in recent years, but that actually seems like it might be a great opportunity to, to sort of build something from the ground up. So um, what have you thought of just this these first uh, couple of months, this first year on the job? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a little tough at Weber the last several years. So coming in, just trying to uh, do things the way we want to do them, uh, bring in, you know, kids that we feel like will fit our program, fit our culture, fit our style of place. So definitely excited about the opportunity, excited about the direction we're headed. You know, I'll be honest, since getting a job, it's been crazy busy. <laughs> I'm sure. <We'll> go. <laughs> um, a little bit of a whirlwind and, you know, taking over a program that's had a little bit of struggles lately has, has had its challenges, but I feel really good about the direction we're headed and the steps that we're taking you know every day and even every week to just kind of get us going in the right direction and on the path that we want to be in as a program and as a group around the big sky and women's hoops here on nuan is now espn radio as well as swx montana television and the espn mt app and for many of our listeners outside of montana of course on the nuan is now podcast as well Gentile Jackson joining us here uh, on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the first-year head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. Uh, what have you thought of the Big Sky so far? you got a couple, I guess, three weekends now league play underneath your belt. So what have you thought of just the uh, the competition so far in the league? Yeah, it's a great league. Um, it's been fun basketball. I think it's, you know, definitely high level. You've got a lot of elite athletes that are playing some good balls. So uh, I think it's exciting. It's definitely a fun league, highly competitive. There's good size, good skill, uh, a lot of athleticism. So it's been fun, I think, to just kind of see it all in person, too, you know, up close and live. Uh, that's always my favorite, to just get a really good feel for what we need and where we need to be um, to be competitive in this league. But, yeah, I've been really impressed with it. You know, the coaches have been really welcoming. I feel like school is a lot of good programs, so I'm definitely excited to be in the big sky and feel like it's, uh, it's a good fit. Last couple times out, you played a couple of the, the best teams in the league. I know last Thursday you got a chance to see Eastern Washington, and, the, and now you've already played Montana twice, even though we've only played uh, six uh, league games so far. So uh, how would you evaluate just uh, those two teams? Yeah, really good. Um, you know, I think Eastern's tough. They are they're they're playing some really good basketball on both sides of the ball. So I think they've got a really good group. Uh, personally, I think it's going to be tough for anyone to fully contend with them. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I think they're playing some really good ball and really handling their business night in night out. But yeah, I've been impressed with what she's done up there. Uh, she's done a really good job getting that program to where she wants it to be, and been impressed with uh, the style of play and the athlete she has, and how well and how hard they're playing on both sides of the ball um montana you know again great skill great athleticism they can just shoot it like crazy um, you know so I, again a really good team highly competitive they play hard they compete night in and night out and if they're feeling it from three you're definitely in, a, in some trouble so really good program good team he's done a good job and yeah high level fun 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 to play fun to see and uh good for us to uh, try to step up to the challenge well the interesting parts for me i've covered the league now for for 17 years and it's sort of one of the trends in the league was 
sort of stalwart coaches that have been at these places for a really long time, whether it was Robin Selvig at Montana for you know almost 40 years or you know John Newley at Idaho forever and ever. And, but now there's been so many new coaches that have come into the league. And you, know, you mentioned a couple right there that have just been in the league for three years, but we've seen programs build quickly and become really good really fast like Eastern Washington or like Sac State last year, you know, in just year two in Mark Campbell's system, you know, winning the Big Sky title. So uh, how much faith does that give you that you can uh, sort of turn things around quickly in the Big Sky? Yeah, it definitely gives me a lot of faith, you know. I think she did it up at Eastern Washington um, pretty quickly and has done a lot of good things. Just like you said, Sac State did it. Um, You know, Montana's doing it too. They've always had a good program, but I think he's sustaining that. Um, So, yeah, it definitely gives me some confidence to be able to do so. Um, And I feel good about, you know, Weber's a great place to be. I think we've got a lot of positives to really draw kids in to want to be in our program and be in our culture. And then the environment at Weber is uh, really great. So, it's exciting. I think there's a lot of opportunity and just got to be able to land the right kids and put in the right system. And, you know, you can definitely be uh, contending within a few years, which is ultimately just everything you want. Chintil Jackson here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, just two more things for you, Coach. It's funny because in the world of uh, the transfer portal, so many rosters look different all the time, but you guys actually have a lot of returners uh, that were holdovers from the previous coaching staff. So what's that process been like, sort of taking over a roster that's been around Weber for a little while uh, under a new coaching staff? Definitely been interesting. Um, I would say it's been a, a very positive experience. Um, I've been really impressed with the kids that we we came in and, um, you know, had. I was very honest with them. I said, you know, we didn't pick you and you didn't pick us, but we're in this together and we're going to give you everything we've got every single day and we would expect you to do the same in return. And they've been extremely responsive to, you know, new coaches, new system, um, just a completely new environment. So I've been very proud of them, uh, the way they've responded and continued you to show up every day, work hard for us, and just be extremely coachable. So it's been a really positive experience, um, which I'm, I feel grateful for and fortunate because I know that isn't always the case when a new coach comes in and has um, as many returners as, as we do from a previous you know, previously coached program. But, yeah, it's been a really good experience. I think the girls that we brought in, too, have meshed really well with them um, on and off the court. And so it's, it's been about as positive experience as we could have hoped for. Last thing for you, then a little bit of a longer week since you played on Monday. You got your next one on Saturday, but you got to go up to a tough place to play, as always, in Pocatello and take on an Idaho State team that had a nice win over Montana State on Monday. So, uh, early thoughts on the Bengals, and what do you just hope to see from your team in terms of progress this week? Yeah, you know, I think Monday game was tough. We had, like you said, three and five days. So we definitely felt that yesterday in our legs. Um, but definitely looking to get rested up this week. Um, you know, Idaho State, they're tough. They are they're defense, 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 extremely physical. He, he runs a good program. Um, kids play extremely hard. So just want our kids to be, you know, ready to roll, um, rested up, and we'll definitely be ready to give them our best punch. Gentile Jackson, first-year head coach for Weber State here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Coach, pleasure to meet you at least uh, via the phone, and thanks so much for taking some time today. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully some good basketball moving forward. There you go. Weber State head coach Gentile Jackson making her debut on Nuanez Now here as part of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. You're listening to Nuanez Now, SWX Montana Television, 102.9 ESPN, as well as the ESPN MT app. Get that ESPN MT app in your life where you can find all live and archived episodes of Nuanez now as well as Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey back in action this weekend. We'll have Grizz Hockey head coach Mike Anderson join us in the second hour. 
We got to get out here in just a minute. More around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath coming to you. This week's episode of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops brought to you by LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting. Uh, great recruiting service founded by former Lady Grizz Linda Weiler Jacobson and Krista uh, already in just the first first year or two of LWJ Productions. Uh, impressive roster of, of, of clients and, and student athletes that she's been able to help out. Well, in 2023, every active LWJ player found their fit eight for eight which is very um, exciting to see. But I want to bring up the athletes that she's representing now because I think it's great for everyone to hear these athletes. So the class of 2024, Diamond Root of East Helena High School, Emily McElmary of Sentinel High School, Jace Hill, Columbia Falls, Braden Capser, football, Flathead High School, Delaney Wagner, volleyball, Drummond High School, Giovanna Horner, Loyola High School, and she is committed to Willamette. Gracie Milliman of Manhattan High School is committed to Carroll. And Shiloh Lampy of Stevensville is committed to Rocky. And that's the class of 2024. Now, the class of 2025 that she has, Bryson LaCour of Thompson Falls, Paige Loafing of Huntley Project, Emma Hardman of Gallatin High School, Ali Glasscock of Miles City High School, Dylan Swenson of Three Forks, Cash Embry of Bozeman, Bodie Brendan of Malta, and Trey Gary of Football out of Haver. She has one player for the 2026, Carly Davis of Buffalo High School, and that's in Wyoming. So you can see Linda is really stretching regionally. She's representing lots of different athletes in multiple sports. It's just really exciting to see she helps you get where you want to go. If you're interested in that, visit www.lwjvideo.com. Again, LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting bringing you this week's episode of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. We'll finish up this week's episode of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. Juana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Juana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, as well as the ESPN MT app. Happy to be with you here as we bring the first hour to a close. It's been Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Uh, we talked Cat Grizz recap from last week. Uh, talked to Weber State head coach Gentile Jackson, making her debut on Juana's now. We're going to get to the last segment here of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, but before we do, it's a Florence Coffee Company every day here at Nuanez now for the next month, for the foreseeable future, actually. You know, uh, Coulter and Rajim Seabrook love their Florence Coffee Company Fridays. Well, here on ESPN Radio, we're going to bring you Florence Coffee Company gift cards every day. Text us right now, 406-888-1029 for a $10 Florence Coffee Company gift card. And 406-888-1029 will be giving you free Floco for the foreseeable future 
here on Nuanez Now. Here's the last segment, Colter Nuanez and Krista Redpath on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, doing this our new style for uh, at least the next couple of weeks. Appreciate everybody for being flexible. Krista Redpath joining me, Coulter Nuanez here, and uh, you're likely seeing Krista, if not both of us, in studio. But either way, we will forge on when it comes to this fine segment. So, uh, Krista, let's take a look at the Big Sky Conference standings after uh, five games. I guess some teams, Idaho State's played seven. Most teams have played between five and seven games so far. But Eastern, the uh, last unbeaten team in the league, they're 5-0. and oh. Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado, 4-1 and one each. Montana is sitting in fourth at 4-2. Four and two. Idaho State is 4-3. and three. The Cats are 3-3. Three and three. Weaver State, we just heard from first-year head coach Gentile Jackson, uh, one of the surprises of the league. They've won three league games already after only winning two last year. They're 3-4. and four. Idaho's got a couple wins under a first-year head coach. They are two and three, and then Portland State, Sac State, sitting there uh, without a league win yet. Uh, each of them are zero and six. Uh, Krista, you've been high on Eastern since the very beginning, and uh, I mean they're just rolling. I mean they've 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 put it together even before conference play began, and uh, they they just they have a lot of firepower. But more than more than that, I think that they're playing with a lot of continuity. They are, and Jamie Loetta, Big Sky Co-Player of the Week this last week for just. Phenomenal play. And I look at their roster culture and they really are as complete of a team as I can see in the big sky. Um, I love the play of Ali Alexander, the redshirt sophomore, just 5'8". She's actually the smallest guard on this roster. Um, Jamie Lott at 5'9". But really, other than that, you got Jacinda Buckley, J.D.A. Martin, and Jaleesa Lawrence, and Millie Knowles. They can all play guard forward positions and they're six feet or taller. They just really spread you out with that length. And they're all fairly athletic. They're all playmakers. So that's what you also have when you see Eastern Washington is um, it's just not one or two. But with that depth, um, I feel like they have um, they're able to play multiple styles, too. I mean, they're able to put the ball on the floor, pull up for threes. But you don't see them as, hey, this is a three point shooting team. Like you look at a Montana, they they just have multiple ways that they score. And they also really get after it um, on the defensive end and rebounding. They've been dominating on the glass. So all in all, Eastern, to me, looks like the best team so far. I know it's early in conference, um, but they're really showing why they're number one. I'm so much individual talent. You can also just see the chemistry defensively, too. I mean, a lot of times if a team is, has so much offensive firepower, they're not as bought in on the defensive end. They're guarding people big time as well. So uh, certainly um, impressive on their part. Uh, the other one I wanted to ask you about is Northern Colorado, because I think a lot of people would say that that is a little bit of a surprise. But last year, Northern Colorado played so many young players. They had nine freshmen on the roster. So you expect to see a jump there. And uh, it seems like we've seen it. Four and one's a good start there uh, for Chris Amadio's team. And then, of course, they have the stalwart at Hannah Simital as well, who's uh, who's been one of the big guys best for a couple of years. Well, they've just done a really good job defensively as well. They've played some lockdown defense and really made it challenging for teams to find any type of offensive rhythm. But I have to point to the play of Delaney Byrne. I mean, she, to me, is one of the premier players in the league. And if anyone should be on that all-conference team at the end of the year, it would be I would be looking at a Delaney Byrne because she's got, you know, 6'3". She's also fairly athletic around the basket. It isn't just two-foot shots she's taken. I've watched her stroke it, hit some threes. Um, she's got a nice mid-range jumper. Um, she's just an all-in-all all, a very um, agile player. And so when you look at the fact that you have such a good guard in Hannah Simital, and then you even have a Delaney Byrne, those two right there have entirely been a part of the five-game win streak for UNC. Byrne has developed really well. I, I uh, After I got done watching the Eastern Weber men 
Thursday night, I switched it over to the Northern Colorado Sac State game because that was the only one that was still going on. And Delaney Bird closed that thing out. I mean, she, she scored in the post twice and then hit a bunch of free throws. So I was impressed with her last year, and her taking the next step certainly makes her uh, one of the Big Sky's uh, best post players. It's around the Big Sky in women's hoops. It's presented by LWJ Production. Linda Weiler-Jacobson started this awesome recruiting service to help uh, high school athletes not only get recruited, but find the right fit to learn about the process, to go through what it takes to be a college athlete. So I remember talking to Linda before she first launched this and and so happy for her and proud of her that she's been able to to put this thing together. So more on uh, LWJ Productions here in just a little while, but let's take a look at the upcoming schedule here in the Big Sky Conference. Speaking of the two teams we just highlighted coming out of the standings, Eastern Washington plays at Northern Colorado on Thursday night, so that's a, a big one on both sides. Idaho plays at NAU. Sac State is in Bozeman to play Montana State, and then Portland State plays Montana. And then on Saturday, flip-flop, Sac State in Missoula, Portland State at Montana State, Weaver State, Idaho State, just uh, the lone game for them this week because they had to play that Monday one. Uh, earlier this week, then Idaho plays at Northern Colorado. Eastern Washington plays at Northern Arizona. Before we look at a couple of those games individually, though, Chris, I wanted to ask you, with the way that the Big Sky is scheduling, every team has two different stretches where they got to play four and eight games, or four four games in eight days, excuse me, and they have a couple of the Monday games as well. How tough is that? I, I, just from a, a former athlete's perspective, how real is that when you do have to do the three and five or the four and eight like some of these teams have had to do already so far in conference play? Well, it really is tough. And you look at how spread the Big Sky Conference is. You know, you're traveling. These road trips are not easy when you're going all the way from Flagstaff up to Montana. Um, you know, you got Sac State. You got Greeley. When you look at uh, the, just the proximity between these locations, you start cramming games in there. And obviously travel becomes an issue because it's not easy to get between all of these various schools. So I think recovery is key. Um, and also, yeah, I think that's going to come into play. And we're going to see some teams um, really stretched. And we'll see how adversity affects this intense stretch of conference play. I, I do think that's going to be the whole key, too, because... In basketball, no one's going to go undefeated, right? I mean, every team's going to lose two, three games, right? So you don't want to say you have scheduled losses, but I do think that you got to have some grace for yourself as a team when you're in these long stretches. Okay, let's figure out a way to just play our best during this time, and, and we'll see how it falls, and then we'll get sort of back in the rhythm. That's kind of where the, the Lady Grizz and the Bobcats are at this week, right? Like they just rolled the rivalry roller coaster. They had the weird Monday game, but now they're back at home, back to the Thursday, Saturday Got a couple opponents coming to town that they're supposed to beat. So it's kind of just about when it ebbs and flows, just staying steady, right? Right. I mean, they're going to have the Montana schools are going to have this um, this home stretch with Portland and Sac State. Then they're going to have to go um, to Idaho and Eastern Washington, and that'll be tough. Then they're home for a big stretch. So they actually get more of the, the home end of that four game stretch where they're playing quite a few games. So they're at home, which is nice. Um, but every year it changes, so it shifts. And again, the tournament comes in pretty quickly when you end play uh, on the 4th of March and you're already starting the tournament here just a few days later. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely looking at these teams that have more depth thinking, okay, that might help them as they progress um, when things get tough um, here at the end of conference play. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath joining us here on ESPN Radio, the Eastern Washington Northern Colorado game uh, is an intriguing one because Eastern certainly the the veteran team and the one that's leading the league right now. 
But Northern Colorado's given teams problems, especially in Greeley. And uh, not only can they slow the game down, but they can also guard you. So, uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of that matchup? Ooh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. So I do take a look at the standings right now, and you look at Eastern at UNC and then at NAU. So there is going to be some movement in those top standings because somebody has to lose. Yeah. Um, so they definitely have the matchup of the week, and I'll be paying attention to that. I mean, it'll just be who's going to come out and um, command their presence early, play some lockdown defense, and who's going to set the stage for the offensive end. It will be fun, too, to see the the turnaround. I mean, this is a challenging stretch for Eastern Washington. It's one of the toughest road trips in the league just from the length and where you have to go, let alone if the teams are good. And it seems as if, at least early on, both Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado are good. So uh, fun, certainly uh, something to keep your eye on with Eastern Washington playing the other two teams that are sort of right behind them in the standings. And they are. When I look at Eastern schedule, they started at Portland State and at Sac State and then at Idaho. But then they play Weber State and Idaho State. So I look at those five wins they've been against the teams that are in the bottom part of the conference. So now we're going to see Eastern being challenged a little bit against UNC and NAU, and we'll see what they're made of. I mean, there could be some bumps, but I'm really paying attention to to that matchup against UNC. Only about a couple minutes left here around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented by LWJ Productions. But we'll bring it back to, to the beginning and, and here in the Treasure State. As we said, we kind of talked about all the narratives around this, but just from a pure tangible standpoint what do you want to see from uh the montana schools we'll start with the lady grizz what do you want to see sac state and sac state in missoula excuse me portland state in missoula on thursday and then sac state in missoula on saturday i think if you're montana you want to come out and play your style of basketball get back on the winning track you you, you got to win at weber state you had a bump against montana state you don't want to overthink every game at this point, because you have another one that you got to look ahead to. So you got to let the Montana State piece go at this point, which they were able to do against Weber. Um, I think they just need to come out and play their game, get confidence building. Um, I'd like like to see Matt Coning and Gina Markson take command at the point position, get the ball to Danny Barch when it works, but maybe try um, to look at some of those mismatches a little bit more on that dribble penetration and um, just look for some more cohesiveness on the offensive end. We're on the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath joins us once a week here on Nuanas Now, presented by LWJ Productions. And uh, we'll be in and out, but she'll be with us every Wednesday here throughout basketball season. Krista, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, Coulter. There you go, around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. Big thanks to Coulter Nuanas getting that done. Early in the week, I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in here for Coulter Nuanez on Nuanez now. No update from the hospital yet. Coulter uh, and his beloved wife uh, going through labor right now. So myself, Andrew Houghton, and Jeff Safford will be with you for the next couple weeks here on Nuanez now. Happy to do it. Big thanks to our co-host, Krista Redpath. Uh, Krista, thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Andrew. You're doing great. Second hour coming at you. We'll hear from Casey Fitzsimmons, former tight end for the Detroit Lions, about his friend Dan Campbell going to the NFC Championship game. Myself and Jeff Safford will talk a little bit more about this weekend's NFL Championship games. We'll also hear from Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey head coach. But, Krista, before we go, uh, one more shout-out to our sponsor for this week, Linda Weiler-Jacobson and LWJ Productions. 
Recognizing the demand for personalized and straightforward guidance in the complex college recruiting process, Linda Weiler Jacobson established LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting in March of 2021. Her mentorship is tailored to the best interests of the student athlete, not only guiding them through the intricate process, but also fostering their confidence along the way. For expert assistance, contact my friend, former Lady Grizz teammate, Linda, at info at wjvideo.com or visit www.lwjvideo.com. So proud of Linda and what she's built. There you go. We'll be back right after this with the second hour. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 